and welcome to Mashley at the Movies. I'm Matt. I'm Ashley. And we are back with another edition of our 13 Days of Halloween series, where uh, every day leading up to Halloween, we talk about a film that is in the horror, thriller, or mystery genre. And uh, today, joining us to talk about Tigers Are Not Afraid is Rosa. Hi, Rosa. Hi, guys. Thank you so much for inviting me back. Thank you for coming back. Uh, yeah, so you can find Rosa online on Twitter. She's at Rosa's, Review, Rosa's Reviews. Um, she is a um, contributor to Latinx Lens, also a co-founder of that. She, she's a member of the Hollywood Critics Association. And yeah, so Rosa, tell us a little bit about um, Tigers Are Not Afraid. Yeah, so Tigers Are Not Afraid is a movie from 2017. It's directed and written by Isa Lopez. And pretty much the synopsis is a dark fairy tale about a gang of five children trying to survive the horrific violence of the cartels and the ghosts created by everyday uh, uh, by the drug war. And this movie is certainly a, a, a movie that, that's been, it, it's been on my radar since it first came out, not only because, of course, it's, it's a Mexican film um, by Isa Lopez and it's female directed, but I think it's the uh, thematics that are very much the ones that are quite memorable and frankly unforgettable. Uh, I think that this movie is one of those very few films I, on a yearly basis i see a lot of films uh, probably over 200 films a year and very rarely does a movie come along that sticks with you and this is certainly one of those movies i love this film um because isa lopez does an excellent job in telling us the horrifics the horrors uh, living in an environment like this one uh, where every day is just dangerous to even walk around the street or go to school. The way the movie opens and, and, and the way that she she mixes fairy tales and fantasy and, and, and all these different elements to tell us such an impactful story. And obviously a lot also has to do with these children. These children, oh my gosh, such incredible actors and, and, and they just give such an exquisite performance that, again, um, it's something that just you, you're not going to forget. But a lot of influences, obviously, from probably Guillermo del Toro. You do see a lot of like Pan's Labyrinth um, influence in this movie. And just to see how these group of orphans try to live uh, day by day and, and try to survive pretty much a world where you have no idea what's going to happen. You don't know if, sadly, a cartel is going to come get you or not. And having to depend on one another, having to just survive, go out there, seek food, shelter, and and all that. It, it's just so powerful. And I, I just cannot recommend this film enough. And I'm so glad you guys actually took that time to watch it and that we had the opportunity to discuss it. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. There's two different types of horror kind of happening here in this movie. There's the horror of, you know, the Mexican drug war and yeah. The lives of people caught up in it. And then there's also, you know, this movie's got ghosts. Uh, it's got, you know, blood trails following people. It's, it's, it's certainly got supernatural elements to it as well. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And, you know, 
the child actors in this are all, are all good. Um, there's uh, uh, Paolo Laura as Estrella, who is our, sort of our main character. So Estrella's mom is abducted, you know, by the cartel. I think they're called the Huascas. And uh, so she kind of joins the orphan gang, as, as, as you know, for lack of a better term. And, uh, you know, they're like, in trouble with the cartel because one of them stolen a, a gun from them and a cell phone, and um, and so they're on they're on the run from them. And then you know, one of the young uh, boys in, in in this child group has um, has a, a, a toy tiger, and that tiger eventually kind of I won't say comes to life, but becomes animated and. There's this whole theme, you know, about tigers and how brave they are, and tigers not afraid. And um, I, I just thought that was, you know, they, I, it's sort of like a magical realism kind of going on here. And I know both Guillermo del Toro and Stephen King have big up this movie. And so knowing that going in, I was, I was expecting something, right? And and I got it. It was it was really good. Yeah, this movie is really unique and. And you're right, Rosa. It, it's it's unforgettable. I don't think I will <laughs> I have a lot of trouble remembering films that we've seen sometimes, but I don't think this will be one of them. Um, and I, I kept thinking during the whole time, what a what a successful endeavor this was, and how much could have gone wrong. I think anytime you're dealing with magical realism, it's so tricky to pull off and and not seem um, false or um, just kind of silly um, but this the way that it's integrated into the film and the way that it's done it feels very organic and it feels it feels very much of a piece and that's such I, I felt like it's such a tricky thing to pull off and then also having almost the entire cast be children um, that's another big risk when you're going into making a film and every one of these kids is just great and it, it all works. Um, and I don't know, it manages to tell a very hard-hitting story and to be very realistic about it, but at the same time blend in these fantasy elements in a way that's just, like you said, really unique and, um, yeah, unforgettable. Yeah, so, um, yeah, 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 absolutely. I think that this film, there's so much symbolism going around here, um, particularly, yeah, the use of the tiger, uh, which is, uh, it's, it's, this, uh, it's the representation of, they're, they're not afraid, <laughs> you know, therefore the, the title of the movie. But we also see that represented in even the clothing, um, a lot of striped shirts going on here when we first meet in, in China. He has a striped shirt on um, where we see that when he steals the gun um, right at the opening of the movie. And then eventually we see Estrella also. She begins to wear these striped shirts. And then we see um, other characters, even the bad guys, uh, also striped shirts, which again, um, symbolism of that. They're not afraid of what's happening here um, at the time. And then, yeah, the, the fish tank also was something that, that stood out to me. Um, when, when the kids arrive to this big mansion and there's a fish tank that all the, the water and the fishes are obviously on the floor. And it, it, I don't know, a symbolism of there, there's a very, uh, 
a very intriguing conversation going on between Estrella and El China about how the fish they were where they were in a tank so comfortable in, in the home where they're accustomed to being and kind of a reflection of their own lives, you know. All of a sudden they, they find this chaos and now they have to adapt pretty much to a new environment, which is what these kids are trying to do um, time and time again. And then eventually I, I, I can't help, but as a mother, this movie hits me differently. Every time I see this movie, I always go um, and, and, and hug my kids and give them kisses because I think what makes this movie so much more impactful is realizing that this is the reality to so many children out there. This is actually true to so many people out there. And I remember clearly when I was a couple years back, um, there was a video that was circulating on the media of a teacher, which is kind of um, how the movie opens, when there is um, violence going on outside and this is taking place in a school and everybody has to duck down they have to get under the tables and in this video the teacher starts singing to the children so this the the kids um they're all on the floor and they she starts singing to them trying to distract them trying to um get their minds trying uh, to get their minds out of what's going on outside and kind of similarly to what's going on here uh, we see the teacher give estrella three pieces of shocks chalk sorry and these become her her wishes. And yeah, man, um, th this movie is just so so unique. We I can see a lot of the inspiration and in other um, from other directors and elements and so on and so forth. But I think the kids are the ones that make this movie unforgettable. Um, sadly, I understand why a lot of people aren't too comfortable or how it may be difficult to see a movie like this one because children do get injured here. Um, but unfortunately, that's the reflection of in innocent lives that are affected here, um, particularly in cartel wars that happen every day. Here. Uh, well, not here particularly, but in other locations. And sadly, a lot of children do get killed. They're innocent bystanders that sadly, uh, they, they, they get murdered and they're part. Sadly, at the end of the day, they just become just another statistic, right? And I think that's what makes it painful. Um, that a life of human life just becomes a stat, a stat number, and that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, you kind of warned me before I watched it. Yes, this, I did. Yeah, yeah. Is, there, there are children in peril in this movie, uh, so yeah. you kind of have to be okay with that. Um, or not okay, but, you know, be prepared for it. Uh, and yeah. it's, you know, I think, though, it does serve, it serves the story, and, it, and it's, and it's, Telling a true story. I mean, this story is not true, but it certainly is set in a, unfortunately, in a realistic environment. And yeah, and I also liked the integration of the supernatural into this as well. I mean, if this story just by itself, I think, you know, if you take out all the supernatural elements, all the spooky goings ons, I think this would be uh, on its own a, a really captivating film. But it also, I think, really well integrates the the ghosts, you know, uh, the ghosts of the people murdered by the cartel. Um, you know, you got Estrella's ghost, uh, mom, her mom's ghost uh, coming in, um, and like this little line of blood that's really creepy that kind of follows her around and, and is is somewhat malevolent. Um, and and that's the interesting thing about this movie, and we we won't give it away, but 
during the course of the film, you're kind of wondering, like, these, because, you know, Estrella does get these three wishes, and, and there's this, there's this supernatural element that's granting them. And like, you do see, I mean, the first wish she does is for her mom to come back to her. And, um, there is certainly a, a, a entity with a really yeah. nasty looking hand <laughs> that we see that is calling itself her mother that, you know, so the whole time I, I was sitting there wondering, like, is, is this really her mom? Is this, are, the, are these, is all the is all the magical realism that's happening? Is all the supernatural element? Is it malevolent, or is is does it have good intentions ultimately for at least for Estrella? Um, I think we do get an answer to that uh, at the end of the movie, but yeah, I think that's it, it's well integrated into the story. Yeah, I, I admire the film for being unflinching um, in its violence and kind of like I said at the beginning, it it's telling a very realistic story but it, it integrates this magical realism very well. And it almost feels like maybe a child's interpretation of this nightmare world that they're living in. Um, and since it's told from the perspective of these kids, it, it, it all just kind of works really well. I like this, the settings of the movie. I, I feel like it was maybe filmed on location in, you know, Mexico city, or I'm not sure where it's supposed to be um, set, but it felt very authentic but I, I liked to the, the little encampments that the kids kind of created for themselves. Um, it felt very real, but it also felt very much like what a child would do. Um, so yeah, I, I just, yeah, I, I really liked um, the whole film from, you know, production, acting, the, the story and just the way it was told. It was, it's very unique. Yeah. So any final thoughts, Rosa? Yeah. Um, no, I mean, <laughs> I remember watching it the first time and, and being impacted by it and wasn't able to stop thinking about it for a couple of days. Um, and then now that I get the chance to rewatch and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Tenoch Huerta. I didn't realize um, that he was in the movie until I became more familiarized um, with him. So I was like, OK, cool. Uh, good to see him. Of course, he's a baddie here, but it was uh, nice. I was like, OK, this is some of your earlier um, work here. And you know what? I, I think I'm excited. Uh, ever since I watched this movie, I've been very much uh, become a big fan of Isa Lopez and, and, and very excited to see what she does next. I know she has a few projects lined up um, and, and very much looking forward to, to what she does. But yeah, if you guys haven't had a chance to watch Tigers Are Not Afraid, give it a shot. Yes, warning, there is some violence um, aimed towards children, but... Uh, I, I do think that the real, uh, the magic and the um, supernatural aspect of it all makes it a little bit more digestible as well uh, to watch something like this so brutal and so horrific. Um, but yeah, yeah, give it a shot. And yeah, can't, can't wait to see what Isa Lopez does next. And I'm excited for Black Panther too also. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, what would you give this out of 10? Oh, this actually has a, for me, a 10 out of 10. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, Ashley, what do you give it? I'll give it an 8.5. Okay. Um, I will give it an 8. And so our score is an 8.8. .8, and that is Tigers Not Afraid from 2017. Uh, Rosa, thank you again for joining us. No problem. Thank you so much for having me back. All right. And thank you all for listening. Thank you. Thank you.